Welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin, where we have about an hour, not forever, but we will be reflecting on the magic, the music, the message, the inspiration of Prince this morning. So thank you for joining us. We're going to have some fun today. Whether you are online, thank you, Benji. You know what, before I go any further, let me just tell you, this music team is making this possible, and so we are so excited for them to be with us today. Thank you so much. They even came in purple. It's a beautiful thing. So whether you're joining us online or you're here in this sanctuary, welcome, welcome. I am the Reverend Erin Walter. My pronouns are she and her. And I'm proud to serve as your interim minister for joy and justice. We'll be talking about those things today. And it is especially my joy to welcome my co-worship leader this morning, guest artist, lay minister, friend of this congregation and of the Texas Unitarian Universalist Justice Ministry, regular speaker at our sibling congregation, Wildflower Church. So many things. So when I asked Simone, how I should introduce her. She said, just say, I love Prince. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, my dear friend, welcome to First UU, Simone Monique Barnes. This is a spiritual community dedicated to the free and responsible search for truth and meaning. I especially want to welcome you if you are visiting or new. Please introduce yourself to us after church. Please introduce yourself in the comments. If you're here in person, we invite you to stay for coffee hour, conversation, and discussion of your favorite Prince song or the artist that you love as much as we love Prince. We want to know what gives you life. Let's talk about it in coffee hour after church. Unitarian Universalism comes from a long tradition of seeing the spark of the divine in every person. So, 
I invite you now to greet the holy among us and say good morning here in church and online. As always in church, we will be doing our best to be about, feel about, sing about what is deep and real and true. So sometimes our hearts may break open a little bit or a lot in the service. Today, we will talk about an array of issues from justice to how we live our lives fully to some of the things that are oppressing us in this time, just to give you a sense of what's coming. So always take care of yourself in these moments and know that your church is here to support you, the ministers, the caring team, if something comes up in worship for you that you do not want to carry alone. I want to invite Simone to light the chalice. These are our chalice lighting words. I invite you to read them with me. This is the flame we hold in our hearts as we strive for justice for everyone. This is the light we shine upon systems of oppression until they are no more. This is the warmth that we share with one another as our struggle becomes our salvation. Good morning. Once again, I am Simone Monique Barnes, and my pronouns are she, her, and uh, I am an African-American woman who is just so excited to be here today in the celebration of the life and music prince. I'm going to contextualize just a little bit. Prince said, music is a gift from God, and used properly, it can do many great things. Those are the words of Prince Rogers Nelson, known to the world as Prince, whose life and work we will celebrate and be inspired by today. Wildly regarded as one of the greatest musicians of his generation, he was an American singer, songwriter, musician, and record producer from Minnesota. Seven years ago, he became an ancestor. Many of us, in the hours, days, weeks after his passing, listened to his music as a balm to soothe the, the feelings and emotions surrounding the loss of a modern-day griot. But why a church service? Why have a whole church service centered around the music of Prince? I'm sure you're all asking that. Prince's music is deeply spiritual, with religious-influenced music and lyrics combined with an ongoing exploration of themes such as identity, self-expression, truth-telling, joy, injustice, grief, and, of course, love. His music offers a theology of liberation. Prince embodied the idea that spirituality is not something that is a separate part of our lives. It is a constant of our life. Gospel music rhythms permeated his sound. Not only was it infused in his pop music, but throughout his lifetime, he'd write, record, and perform gospel music and traditional spirituals alongside artists like Mavis Staples, the Staples Singers, the Steels, the Five Blind Boys of of Alabama and Patti LaBelle. Biographer Torre noted that unlike a gospel singer who literally preaches to the choir, Prince was a little more stealthy, whispering in the ear of so many people. 
In the book, The Cross and the Lynching Tree, black liberation theologian James H. Cohn writes about how it was artists who pushed the church during the Harlem Renaissance. Like many artists throughout history, they were concerned human beings who served as society's ritual priests and prophets, seeking out meaning of the black experience in a world defined by right supremacy. It is in that tradition that artists, of artists that came before him that Prince created art that mattered. Prince understood the power of the vehicle of music. Concerts were rituals that transformed people. Where nightclubs, parks, and live concert arenas were sacred space. His stage performances were rich in diversity that was rooted in African-American traditions. His bands, musical collaborators, and audiences celebrated the diversity of the beloved community, genre-defying, gender-defying, and racial barrier-defying, diverse in ways that weren't readily open and available in the 1970s, 80s, 90s, or even, let's be real, even today. That diversity means that we find each and every one of ourselves reflected in his vast catalog of music. We discover ourselves. Prince says, I think when one discovers himself, he discovers God. Or maybe it's the other way around. I'm not sure. It's hard to put into words. It is a feeling. Someone knows when they get it. We hope that today you will find and discover parts of yourself in today's service. And like any service, we hope that it leaves you with questions, curiosity, and a desire to know more. We encourage everyone to participate in the service by singing along, clapping your hands, and dancing. We'll now uh, be ready for our hymn. And in the words of Prince, when we sang, we all sang together. Oh, what a beautiful sound. Prince loved the music of the black church, and he was known to sing songs, as I mentioned. He actually sang this particular song, hymn that we're going to sing, with Patti LaBelle at the Roseland Ballroom, and it's a cover of the Fish Jubilee Singers version of the traditional African-American spiritual. So please rise in body and spirit and let us sing together hymn number 210, Wade in the Water.
this church has a mission and we take it in deeply. We come back to grounding and to center with it every Sunday so that we may live it in the world all of our days. And I invite you to speak it with me now. Together, we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. I'm going to give you this reading that would normally be before the sermon because I want the kids to be able to hear it before we do the anthem. These are the words of Prince, and they mean a lot to me as someone who's been trying to get music deeper and deeper into my ministry, um, whether I want to or not. That's the calling. Prince said, there's something about having people around you, giving you support that is, it's motivating. And once I got that support from people, then I believed I could do anything. For our youth, I hope that the church can be that for you and for everybody. I hope that too. Never meant to cause you any pain Only wanted to see you one time laughing
Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love God does not love does not know God, for God is love. Love is God. God is love. Love is the one who is love. Love is God. God is love. The one who made everything. Love is God. God is love. The one, uh, the one who will listen when all others will not. Love is God. God is love. We need love and honesty, peace and harmony. Love is God. God is love. There will be peace for those who love God a lot. Love is God. God is love. Love and honesty, peace and harmony. Love is God. God is love. Blessed be. Blessed be. Beloveds, at this time, I invite you to connect with your ancestors, your sense of the divine, God as you know God, your still small voice within our beloved earth. We hold in our prayers members of this congregation who are suffering or recovering or healing from health struggles, including dear one Damon, the son of John and Karen Franks. We hold in our hearts and prayers those who are struggling with mental illness, addiction, estrangement, loneliness, those of us who keep saying, this pandemic isn't really over for me. And we also hold the great joys and celebrate, celebrate the great joys of our lives. I invite you to share with the ministers and to share with each other when you have a joy so that we may amplify it and celebrate it with you, just as we hope to hold your sorrows and burdens and make them lighter together. At this time, as is our ritual, I invite anyone who would like to light candles of joys or sorrows, celebrations or grief, or you may just sit and soak in this time of peace. When the music is over, I invite you to hold the silence.
There is a verse from a sacred book of John, from the sacred book of John, that reads, "No greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend." Or, the way Prince might say it, "You, I would die for you, yeah, darling, if you want me to, you." I would die for you. Sing that with me one time. You, I would die for you. Yeah, darling, if you want me to, you. I would die for you. Prince is social and emotional learning before we even had phrases like that to describe our relationships, interactions, feelings, and ways of processing the world. Prince is poetry. We learned metaphors, double entendres, double meanings, and poetic license without even realizing it. We understood the deep grief of the fact that sometimes it snows in April. Lyrics like pink cashmere are such are a concept of love that is so warm, so luxurious, so impractical, and so perfect all at the same time. We instinctively know that a little red, red Corvette is both a car and a person. And lyrics like when doves cry in purple rain, what does that even mean? They don't even care. We, we feel it, right? It's hard to put into words. It's a feeling. Prince often chose not to explain the meaning behind his lyrics or the circumstances behind them. He said, they are yours to make of what you want of them. He didn't want to spoil the process of explaining what he thinks they're about. Prince is spirituality. He reminded us that music is a gift from God and used properly, it can do great things. Spiritual practices like meditation, mantras, Lectio Divina, and prayer, where we intentionally take a deep dive reading, reciting, repeating, and thinking about a particular text or verse over and over again to help us gain more understanding and to notice different things with each repetition. But with music, we do that naturally. We put songs on repeat, radio stations play them in heavy rotation, we sing karaoke. We watch movies and music videos over and over again. We play them when we're driving, while we're dancing, while we're cleaning, and while we're experiencing everyday life. Like most great works of art, there are many interpretations. And with each listening or with each reading of the lyrics, it may impact you in different ways. Take, for example, the song, I Would Die For You. Perhaps the first time you heard the upbeat dance song was during the scenes of the movie Purple Rain. And if you haven't seen it, it's an American rock musical when Prince's character, the kid, takes his dad's angry proclamation words and his parents' complicated family life and his own complicated and complex romantic relationship and mixes them into the simple but complex song, which is simultaneously about different types of love and relationships. You, I would die for you. 
Perhaps another time in your life, that song finds you when you were in grief or feeling alone, longing to make sense of the world and in need of a higher power. And the lyrics this time speak to you in a different way. I'm not a woman, I'm not a man. I am something that, you, that you'll never understand. And suddenly, you find yourself sitting with a description of God, and that song transforms into a hymn and a conversation with the universe. On another listen, another listen, you saw the pain and sacrifice of someone in your life who had given up some of their dreams for themselves in order to provide stability and a future for the love for the ones that they loved. Be your fire when you're cold, make you happy when you're sad, make you good when you are bad. You. I would die for you. Or perhaps one day, you recognize the times that you made yourself small, dying a little inside, unable to live as your authentic self in order to keep the peace. I'll never beat you. I'll never lie. And if you're evil, I'll forgive you by and by, cause you, I would die for you. Today, I invite us to explore ourselves in the text of those lyrics. You. I would die for you. A little interpretation of that verse is about those who have literally laid down their lives for others. Harvey Milk, Saman Kuman, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., the Mirabal sisters, a.k.a. Uh, the Mariposas or the Butterflies. Jesus. Allow me to offer another translation or two. You, I would give up my way of life as I know it because you are worth the sacrifice. You, you, I will bury my fears and my comfort and be courageous to advocate and defend you. You, I would die of embarrassment if that's what it takes to support you. You, my liberation is bound up with yours, so if you suffer, I suffer. You, I would die for you. We can look at a religious text and connect the song with the story of a man who was beaten, mocked, and killed for speaking truth, for pushing justice, for community building to dismantle oppression, and for ultimately wanting us to love one another. You, I would die for you. We can look to fiction. I think kids can relate to the book and the film, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, when the character Greg finally grows the conscience and lets everyone in school believe that he got the cheese touch. It's their version of the cooties, right? So that his friend Rowley doesn't have to die of embarrassment after secretly being forced to eat the gross cheese. No greater love than this than to lay down one's life for a friend. You, I would die for you. 
and we can look to real life. In Tennessee, we watched as state representatives Justin Jones and Justin Pearson willingly put their careers on the line, being expelled from the Tennessee legislature over their participation in a gun control protest. When reinstated, Jones said, today we are sending a resounding message that democracy will not be killed in the comfort of silence. Here in Austin, we watch clergy and community leaders Parents and neighbors go on record to speak out against bill after bill currently in our state house, against speaking out about bills that are about education, trans rights, black maternal health care, and rep reproductive rights. Speakers who are willing to suffer real consequences, willing to be arrested, to lose their jobs, or to be shunned and excluded from some of the communities that they love in order to side with love and to bend the arc towards justice. You, I would die for you. And we can look to you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for their friends. Take a moment to reflect on your own life about a time when you or someone you know has performed some act of courage, big or small, and put some part of their life on the line. Maybe they moved to support someone else's career, went forward with a challenging pregnancy, made friends against racial or gender lines, took responsibility for someone else's mistake at work, gave up some hard-held beliefs or routines or even language that they use. You, I would die for you. These lyrics resonate on a social, religious, and faith levels. We will hear the song later in the service, and it's, it's available on multiple platforms for you to listen to on your own. How can one song simultaneously be a love song to a lover? A song about God, a song about sacrifice, a song about one's family of origin, a song about justice, and a song about longing in ourselves. That's the genius and beauty of art. Prince reminds us that we can bring our full selves into every moment. Spiritual, physical, emotional, relational, intellectual, sensual, human, and divine. As you let the words wash over yourself, ask yourself, what do they say to you? How do the lyrics speak to you in this moment in time? How do you see yourself in the text? How do they relate to your faith and the way that you navigate the world? What do you believe that God wants you to do or to be? In what way is God or your conscience inviting you to change? I'm not a human. I am a dove. I am your conscience. I am love. All I really need is to know that you believe that cause you, I would die for you, yeah, darling, if you want me to, you, I would die for you. You can sing in pastoral care. I asked a friend, 
when she first mentioned it when I was a chaplain at a hospital in Oakland, California. It's sad sometimes how we separate the most vibrant parts of ourselves from other parts of our lives, believing that they don't go together. But I'm glad my friend mentioned this to me, and the sermon has been preached, so this is going to be short, but I'm going to tell you a UU story of Purple Rain, and then we're going to sing the closing hymn. So not long after my friend told me that I, a hospital chaplain, could sing as a method of pastoral care, could tap into that part of my life that was really the deepest and the truest, but I thought belonged over there. A patient on the stroke floor where I was serving, who was supposed to be taking it easy, did not want to stay in bed, only wanted to leap up like we saw Brent do, and belt out, purple rain, purple rain. Only want to see you laughing in the purple rain. And I tell you, becoming a minister is not easy work. Some of you are out there who are on the path too. And so I had been asking the universe to please send me that song. And I'm, I mean to tell you that very day, a patient was calling out for their room for the song. So I went in and I sang with them. Just like I had sung with a Jewish, a Jewish atheist patient, Hallelujah, by Leonard Cohen. Just like I had sung over the body of a person who had been homeless and had no one to be with them in the hospital. The Lord bless you and keep you, which is a song of my family heritage. But I told this story to the ministerial fellowship committee of what it meant to me to get to sing Purple Rain. And I feel pretty confident that I was the first Unitarian Universalist minister to be who was willing to sing Purple Rain for them. I hope I won't be the last. But then I told this story at Wildflower Church, our sibling congregation in South Austin. And I just wanted to sing that little bit, right? We, we've got, we got to move on to coffee hour. I was just going to sing that little bit. Only want to see you laughing in the Purple Rain. And then a woman in the congregation who was new leaped up. And she goes, honey, I know, I know, I know. Times are changing. And all I want to say to you is, blessed be. May this be a church where people can have some fun, can try something new and love so fully, bring themselves so fully, find a friend who loves what you love, where you can feel supported. I thought about the Muppets service that I know we love that has been done here before. When I asked myself, could we? Could we do it? Um, This is a church that loves the arts. Art gallery, paradox players, the concerts that are held here. And as an interim minister, I just invite you, as you consider what's to come, to encourage each other to support the next interim minister, the senior minister, the staff, whatever is to come in the next chapter, Reverend Chris, Reverend John Alou, support everybody in living as fully as you can. It was hard for me to keep my band, Parker Woodland, together in the pandemic, and I really struggled about it. And my friend, Eric Jackson, a DJ in Chicago, would call me and say, be Prince by which he meant to have a a louder and stronger and clearer voice in my head about my vision, about being myself. And I think in the world that we live in, 
white supremacy culture, the Texas legislature, everything that is being told to us that that would prevent us from being our full selves. We need not just one voice, but a choir of people telling us to be true. So I've got Prince. I've got Jonathan Van Ness, who comes to the Capitol with us. I've got Miriam, the prophet from the story of Exodus, who brought her tambourine to bring the Israelites through the desert. And I have this church in my head. And I hope that's true for you too. So may we have some fun. May we be our full selves. May we be Prince. And lastly... Simone and I aren't telling you to love a particular artist the same way we do. I'm not about putting people on pedestals. It's a dangerous and difficult place to be. And Prince had his struggles. So I also want this to be a place where you can talk about your struggles and get support. Come to us. Addiction, pain, whatever it may be, let's be in this together. And then we want to know if you're thinking to yourself, a whole service on that guy. Who do you love that much? We want to know. I invite you to say the words by which we extinguish our chalice, the symbol of our living, vibrant tradition. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Anytime truth is recognized, whether it's in art, music, or media, it changes consciousness. When people hear freedom in the music we record, that's change. That's Prince. When people hear freedom in the words that we speak, that's change. When people see freedom in the actions we take, that's change. When people experience freedom, that's change. When people move in the spirit and reality of freedom, that's change. To paraphrase Purple Rain, times are changing. It's time we all reach out for something new. And that means you and me too. Whether you are called to boldly put your life on the line for others or called to whisper it in the ears of others, Let us go out to the world and into churches speaking truth and using all of the spaces that we navigate our daily lives as sacred arenas with our spirituality and our faith, not as separate compartmental things that we do only on Sundays, but fully integrated into every aspect of our lives. Let us be like Prince. Blessed be. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.